Welcome to Lo-Fi Bedtime. Very Tales. I hope you are prepared for another tale where you will learn something to help you think, feel, and behave a bit better. We will go from Hawaii to Minnesota and back to Hawaii. So you'd better have your bags packed so that you may learn the lesson of learning how to do something that you do not need to do or know now. But knowing it will certainly come in handy at a later time. It's good to know things. Actually, it's wonderful to know things and to teach others these things. Here's something you already know, but I'll tell you again. Please remember to do things today to make tomorrow better. Lars's Laces Once there was a lad named Lars. He was a bit more than five years old. Something like 64 months and three days and counting. But we will not be counting here as this is not a counting lesson, nor is it a lesson on how to do paper mache with napkins from a library. Library, not library. Never the whatever. You can count on me. You really can. I will not let you down. So, Lars lived like many of us do with his family. It was he, his mother, father, and two cats, Inspector Snickers and Major Purr. Major Purr had never joined the military, but insisted that she be called this formal title as Inspector Snickers almost always drank from her water bowl when she was engaging in clandestine maneuvers. He was a true gumshoe that always sniffed everything out in order to determine the five W's. Who, what, where, when, and why. While Major Purr imagined there were phantom rodents around the house and she practiced sneaking up on these imaginary fuzzy figments to her hairy heart's delight. Aside from his superfluous sleuthing, Inspector Snickers was nothing but a lazy bones who ate, drank, slept, used the litter box, and muttered meows indiscriminately throughout his life. Wait! Why am I getting so descriptive about these cats? It's not their story after all. This is the story of a few months of Lars's life. Lars was a pleasant and peaceful young boy who had started kindergarten this year. Lars was already spelling some words and reading a bit too. Lars enjoyed learning. Don't we all? Lars lived in a part of the world where the weather was never really cold. So people didn't have to wear big old winter glove boots and arctic-like parkas ever. Unless they wanted to do that and appear as though they were in a different place. Lars, not unlike many other children his age, never wore shoes with laces. As you can see, he could wear sandals, slides, or slip-on shoes all year round. It was not uncommon for Lars to be barefoot or donning water shoes for days on end when he was frolicking in the ocean. 
Lars had worn socks with his sandal slides and slip-on shoes when the weather was below 50 degrees Fahrenheit or 10 degrees Celsius, depending upon where you are on this big blue ball we call home. Lars's parents were originally from far away from where he lived. Okay, I'll stop being vague as it may aggravate you, and I do not want to do that now. Maybe later. Anyway, he lived on the big island of Hawaii. His parents moved there well before they knew each other and him. They still had some of their clothes from living in northern American states in case a freak of a freeze happened. They had spoken with Lars on multiple occasions that he would have to learn how to tie shoelaces as he would have shoes with laces soon enough in his life. Lars moaned that he didn't want to have to do this or bellyache that it was too hard or declared that he didn't have to because none of the other kindergartners wore shoes with laces. Lars's parents soon discovered that this was a veritable statement. Many older students didn't wear shoes with laces or had shoes with looped laces that required no tying. Instead, some form of cinching. Lars's mother wondered if this was helpful for anyone. Lars's father was a bit more mellow about it and opined that kids will be kids. But he knew that Lars did need to learn this as it is a rite of passage for childhood all around the world. People wear shoes, they got nothing to lose. Lars informed his parents one day that there was a new girl in his class, Hina, who reported that she knew how to tie up shoes as her older sister taught her. Lars's mother asked if Hina had demonstrated this, and Lars replied, Nope, Mom, she did not. You know, last week, Hina also said her older sister surfed over a shark, too. Hina may be a fibber. Means she may lie sometimes. Lars's mother responded, Well, Lars, she's new to the school, so maybe she's trying to say things so people like her. It can be hard to be the new person. Just let her be and be nice to her. Maybe she can teach you. Help her fit in, okay? You know what? I've got some shoes that you can learn with right now. Lars groaned. Not today, Mom. I'll learn when I need to. Lars's father walked into the room holding Major Purr while scratching her chin to her satisfaction. He began, Lars Arino, sometimes in life we must learn things before we need to. I never wanted to learn how to make my famous waffles till Wednesday. I just did, and how has that turned out for you? Lars adored Waffles Till Wednesday, or W2W, as the family called it. W2W was a special recipe that had clove and star anise, and I cannot tell you anymore. It's a family lore. Just imagine the delicate flavors tantalizing your taste buds and reminding them that there is joy in chewing. Lars thought for about the time it takes a grasshopper to giggle that he should know more things, but he didn't need to learn them today. And then today became another day and another week and so on until it was time for his family to go back to the continent for Thanksgiving at his Oma's house. Lars's Oma was his mother's mother. Lars's mother's father had passed away before his mother had met his father. Lars's father's parents had passed away many years ago, too. These were sad things that his parents would speak about on at times and tried to get Lars to understand that, although their parents were gone, they were alive in their minds and in their hearts forever. Mm -hmm.
Lars could tell people stories about these grandparents and knew that his curly auburn hair was from his opa and his pale blue eyes were from his granny. Lars hadn't been on the mainland since he was three-ish and he couldn't remember that. There were plenty of photos, videos, and a watercolor as well of the family painted by one of his aunts. Lars had a large family there, but only on his mother's side. His father had no siblings, but his father had many pets as a boy, so there was lots of love to go around. Lars had more cousins than fingers and toes. There were so many of them that his parents bought birthday cards by the dozens. His parents thought that, while it was easy to send a text or an email or any other way of communicating via electronics, a birthday card with a personal message written with a pen was special. Lars really liked this too, as his signature was very unique, since he had to write it many times a year in cards. Picture this if you can. He would write a large L and then in super duper I like to jump through hoopers small print, he would write an A at the top of the vertical L line with an R below it which was on top of an S which was placed on the top of the bottom of the L's horizontal line. Can you imagine that? I'm sure you can. Perhaps you can try to create a more unique signature for yourself too. It's not something that you have to do or know, but it's something that may come in handy later in life. When we learn new things, our brains become more developed, and that is fantastic. Just like W to W. Anyway, back to Thanksgiving. The flight was nothing remarkable to report on. His Oma picked them all up from the airport and went straight back to her home. Oma's home was large and spacious because she had seven children. Oma's house smelled like W2W and other intriguing spices too. Lars looked at all the pictures on the walls, on the fireplace mantle, and on the credenza about the rooms. Lars's family certainly liked to smile. They all seemed to like to be together too. Oma and Lars went about the house and she pointed out each cousin and what they liked to do, eat, and their nicknames too. There was Peaky, Ander, Bubby, Lisbeth, Nickers, Soren, and so on. Lars recognized that their nicknames had absolutely nothing to do with their actual names. Oma informed him that the nicknames just sprang up one day and they stuck like peanut butter to the roof of a dry mouth. Crunchy, for the record, not creamy. Oma informed Lars that she had something special for him. Lars couldn't imagine what it might be, but hoped it would be something that would love him back. Oma, being sweet as lingonberry jam, told him that she wished she could give him a puppy, but it wasn't possible, at least now. Lars was a bit disappointed, but he was still feeling grand as he was getting something new. Oma went into the other room and came back with a shoebox. She opened it up and inside were vibrantly colored groovy sneakers. The shoes were colored with streaks of teal, black, fuchsia, and sea foam green. Quite the colorful combination. Combination to unlock Lars's potential. Lars thought they were awesome and actually exclaimed that very word quickly followed by a thank you with words and then a thank you with his body. 
He gave her a hug that may have been the best hug anyone had gotten in that city for that whole Thanksgiving holiday. Hugs are silent, but strong. Lars asked if the shoes were a Thanksgiving gift or something. Oma replied that they were a because I love you gift, and that's enough for me. Lars's parents came into the room in order to investigate the origin of the enthusiasm they had heard while enjoying some tea in the parlor. His parents were quite pleased with what they had walked into as well. Lars pulled one shoe out of the box and then remarked, But they're lace shoes, Oma. I can't tie laces yet. Oma responded, What do you mean, Lars? You are five years old. Your mother knew how to tie up her shoes at three. Lars's mother interjected, Mama, where we live, there aren't many younger kids who wear shoes that require laces and sandals or slides are worn by many. It's not uncommon for kids his age to not know that yet. We've tried a bit with him and he politely declined. His father added, yes, Birgit, he'll learn, we promise. Oma looked at her daughter and blinked her eyes twice and spoke, if he doesn't know how to tie up his shoes, then he won't know how to tie knots. You live on an island. That boy needs to know nautical knots, and how will he ever learn how to rock climb and rappel if he can't tie knots? Him not knowing this is going to limit his potential. It never hurts to know things, Astrid. Lars's mother interrupted, Mama, please, it will happen. Lars started to become nervous and thought how it wasn't that big of a deal, but it sure sounded like one to his Oma. Lars re-entered the conversation with, I'll learn how to, Oma, I promise. Oma crouched down to Lars's eye level and provided, I'm sorry if I sounded upset, Rounder. I only want you to always be as prepared as you can be. That's all. Okay, then? Lars instinctively answered, Okay, then. And then questioned, Rounder? What's that mean? Oma replied, You've got your opa's hair, Lars. His curly hair would curl around and around when he was young and playing in a rock band. He certainly was a handsome man. Lars's mother patted her mother on her back and added, I love you, Mama. Now let's get these vegetables going, and that stuffing isn't going to stuff itself. And within the time it takes for the sun to skedaddle halfway across the sky, the whole family had blissful bellies and were all helping clean up and reorganize the home. Helping is free. Lars was having much more fun with his cousins than he could have ever predicted. They were playing outside in the snow. Before you ask, Lars borrowed some winter clothing from Biscuit, Hans, as he had left some things over at Oma's last winter. Lars liked wearing a puffy snowsuit and the pull-up furry boots were fun because they were squeaky on the tiled garage floor. The cousins all made snow people and Lars constructed a surfer about the size of a rabbit hanging 10. After everyone had their second desserts, the limit was three, Lars showed off his new shoes to Doodle, Moss, and Wobble, Misha. Doodle suggested, Try them on. Let's see how they fit. Lars, thinking and then feeling a bit worried, obliged, and stood up. Laces as undone and as separated as two strands of spaghetti on opposite sides of a plate. 
He stated, See, they look terrific, don't they? Wobble, or if you prefer, Misha reported, Yep, they do look great, but how do they fit? Lars simply replied, Perfect. He then looked around and then began to take them off. Misha asked him why he hadn't tied them. Lars replied, I didn't feel like it. He then slipped on his slip-on shoes. Doodle figured it out. He was six, after all, and had seen a lot in his days. Doodle rather politely asked, You don't know how to tie shoes yet, do you, Rounder? Lars shot back with, Yes, I do, Doodle. I just didn't feel like it, that's all. Misha suggested that Lars show them how he ties his shoes because she forgot how. Or did she? Lars gave up the act and admitted that he didn't because kids didn't need to know. Misha asked how he ties up lures and bait on his fishing line without knowing about simple knots. Lars informed her that he doesn't fish. Moss and Wobble looked at each other with a sense of incredulity that they had not yet experienced in their lives because they thought everyone in the family liked to fish, even if they didn't catch anything, and Hawaii was surrounded by fish. And water! Doodle, demonstrating his maturity, spoke, Let me show you, Rounder. It's not hard at all. Lars, facing the inevitability of this moment in his life, his life could now be seen as pre-tie and post-tie, smiled and open-mindedly said, Sure. Doodle and Misha patiently and effectively presented the half-hitch to the rabbit ears to the ear wrap around and through and oh how Lars could do it too. Lars, proud as much as a tongue can taste, went into the parlor and paraded around in his new kicks with a grin of gratification. Oma looked at him, and her smile helped him feel even more positive. His parents remarked at how well the shoes fit and how much they would brighten their days. Lars did not neglect to thank Doodle and Wobble for their efforts. The warmth of the family being together would last for several more days, and Lars, rather rounder, made memories with his cousins that would provoke him to come back to his almost every summer until he decided to attend university there. But let's not jump too far ahead of the story. I will tell you that Rounder became a veterinarian. You can guess the rest. Oh, it's time to guess just what happened. Oh, maybe not. Lars, we'll call him Lars since he's back home now, was pleased to be home. He missed Inspector Snickers and Major Purr and petted them while telling them all of the nicknames of his cousins. When he returned to school, he was elated because he could tell his classmates all about his trip and the snow he made his snow surfer in. Lars had decided that he did not want to wear his new shoes on the first day back because it was really raining. Not cats and dogs, more like hamsters and geckos. He did not want to mess them up. Instead, Lars had worn his typical slip-on sneakers. His classmate, Hina, had small casts on her hands and was wearing a boot brace that covered her left foot and ankle. Hina looked like she was really nervous. The teacher informed everyone that Hina had been in a car accident, but she would be okay. Hina added that she had to wear the hand cast until holiday break and the boot brace for longer. The day went about as usual. Kai belched during story time in order to get attention again. Belching and a burping and sipping and a slurping, oh yeah. 
After lunch, Hina stopped in the middle of the classroom as her boot brace had become untied and it was now a walking hazard for her. If she tripped and fell, she would further injure her hands by falling onto them. The teacher was in the hallway addressing Kai for now trying to belch the alphabet. He only made it to G. Hina stood still as a lamp in an empty room. Hina asked if anyone could tie up her boot brace. The students remained silent and all looked around at each other as if doing that would get the attention off of themselves. Hina added, I can teach you how if you don't know how. It's not hard. The classroom remained as silent as a can of canned ham, or spam, since they were in Hawaii after all. Lars, realizing that his parents and Oma had been right all along, they were always right about these things. Parents? No. Lars knew that he didn't need to know how to tie up shoes, but it was now exceedingly helpful. He offered, I can do it, Hina. I know things. It never hurts to know things. Lars tied up her boot brace and looked up at her while doing it so he could show off that he doesn't need to watch himself do it. A bit brash, but hey, he was helping her. Hina said, Mahalo, which means thank you, if you didn't know that. The teacher then entered the room with a corrected Kai in tow. Hina and Lars looked at one another and smiled several more times that afternoon. Lars wore his kaleidoscoped kicks to school the next day and received accolades from almost everyone. Kai was still a bit sour over not getting the attention he so desired. Lars and Hina became good friends, and knot tying became a helpful hobby for them. And in the If You're Curious department, the story about her sister surfing over a shark was true. Oh my Mako! I wish the best for you.